0: Welcome, this is Andrew Schechter, host of Politically Incorrect podcast on EA Truth Radio, brought to you by Eternal Affairs Media every Thursday night. Tonight we have a very special guest for an interview, but first we'll stop and bow our heads and say a prayer. Heavenly Father... Heavenly Father, we pray, oh Lord, we pray for the corruption in this world that you can see us to the path forward to see our way through it. The wars, the the um all the the anti-Semitism in every direction. Uh religious haters on both sides. Dear Father, Heavenly Father, please bring your power to us and let's guide us to the path to our salvation that we may see the world change and revert back to your great glory. We pray in your heavenly name. Amen. And tonight we do have a very, very special, super special guest. Um, some, we have the big guns tonight. <laughs> I'm gonna call you the big guns if I can't have it. You had what, 200 episodes uh, episodes so far, uh, Jeff, I believe? Over we,
1: 200, yeah. More
0: than 200. Uh, Jeff, yeah. Jeff, uh, Jeff Tharp uh, and it's uh, Elijah Streams and prophets and patriots and we're going to start with uh, giving it allowing a jeff to give an intro and go ahead and, and introduce yourself and also how you can be reached and, and where you can be found
1: Absolutely. Well, Andrew, thank you for having me on the show. Uh, it's great. Really, really happy to be here. Um, yeah, so I uh, work for Elijah Streams, Elijah Streams Ministry. I also have my own show called Elijah Fire, which is an offshoot of that. I focus more on discipleship and, and things like that, whereas Elijah Streams really centers in on prophetic words, delivering prophetic words um, nationally, globally um but yeah so i've been working there working there since 2018 and um so obviously you can watch elijah streams on rumble most a lot of people it's a very popular show people know you know but you can go to ElijahStreams.com and watch it you can go to uh rumble on elijah streams and then of course elijah fire is the same thing but it's under the uh the moniker of elijah fire so you can get on rumble youtube facebook um and so yeah we stream five days a week just like elijah fire or elijah streams does
0: so yeah that's that's a busy schedule my friend that's it is a busy schedule busy. it is a bit yeah yeah i keep busy I'll, I'll bet you do now what's it all what's it all about I and mean, what kind of prophecies are you what What are we talking about and, and just yeah so explain. with
1: elijah's dream specifically you're looking at global and national so obviously we're based in america for anybody who's maybe listening internationally uh, we're based in america um, and a lot of uh, prophetic words um, focusing in on it's steve the host of it my boss Definitely is a heart for uh, gov- the government, the mountain of government. Um, and so we do a lot of words focused on that. So Elijah Streams has a couple of different programming. So they have Unfiltered with Johnny Enlow, which is usually it, it's usually on Mondays, nine times that attendance on Mondays, unless Johnny's busy. Uh, and then we've got Prophets and Patriots. So he'll bring in a lot of people. He's interviewed people like Lara Trump, Eric Trump, General Flynn. Um, Mike Flynn, I am not uh, general Flynn, Mike Lindell was the person I was going to say, like my pillow guy. Um, a lot of other people as well. Journalists like Laura Logan, uh, who's an international journalist. Uh, so he, he brings a lot of heavy hitters in that, that regard. And then, um, yeah, so that's, Kind of just whenever he finds someone, we do that. And then obviously Elijah Fire is, is uh, you know, like I said, more focused on discipleship. We bring in a lot of people talking about just coaching people how to like right now we're doing a se- series with James Gall about how to use discernment, how to handle a prophetic word. Um, and and so I, my passion is definitely in in putting the turning the mirror on people and going like God is speaking to you here's my my desires for them to grab a hold of that and to to pursue the relationship with the lord with reckless abandon andrew so yeah
0: and you're talking you know, of prophetic uh, 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 notions or whatever you want to call them that that you suddenly get this 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 feeling that you've got to do take a path forward and i like yeah. to i try I i you kind of, I always try to, I used to try to keep politics out of, out of, out of, out of uh, religion and religion out of mm-hmm. politics. And it's not possible anymore. That's the sad part. You just, you just see this one corrupt side that just hates God completely. In fact, there was a Satanist group down just in, in Pennsylvania, now we're in Pennsylvania. I'm in Pennsylvania rather. Uh, okay. There was a Satanist group that wanted to get into one of the schools. I think it was down in Hellertown. And yeah. when they found out that there was no, Christian group meeting there. They said, we're not going to meet because we only meet where the Christians are meeting because they want to They want to uh, go up against the Christians. That's Satan going right saying. up against the Christians. Yeah, the contention. And we're seeing that all over. But the funny thing was, I'll tell you the funny story and then you can tell me what you've experienced. But yeah, sure. back in 2016, when Donald Trump was running, I I was always involved in politics, but never really as much as in 2016. And yeah. suddenly I, I just got to i saw what was happening and i saw that the evil that was coming through and i i said a prayer and then and someone came to me and they said you ought to run for delegate for for um, for the you know to, and, and and push for donald trump because he needs he needs our support and i said uh-huh. well you know i'll i'll think about it i'll think about it. well everything the the path just led directly to that and it was so lopsided I and mean, nobody really knew me except in my own community and yet and we had to cover an entire congressional district and I didn't do it. I mean, it did, did some campaigning, but I'm an unknown and I, we had congressmen, we had, we had commissioners, all kinds of people going for it. Well, I ended up without, you know, pushing forward. I somehow managed to get that, de- that delegate position with over fifteen nice. people, 15 people. And not only did I win, and I was on page two, when you got to the ballot, you had to hit next page at the bottom. And I was at the uh-huh. second to the bottom on the, on the, on that page. And I got the top contender. I got the top number of votes wow not only that but i won. as a as i didn't find out until i went to harrisburg to to meet with the delegation i said look you know uh-huh. they said look what i'm sh- we sure we sure you want to be a delegate but you've got a choice because you also won the alternate and i wasn't even running for alternate so you know that yeah. god had something to do with that because there were so many yeah. evil people there were there were some republicans that were just truly vile running in that 2016 campaign and i just you know God had to pull through for us, and I hope He does again. But we'll see. Where yeah, that... it
1: seems like there's been a lot of contention over Pennsylvania, in in general. Uh, I mean, like I'm even just remembering back to like 2020 election and and all the stuff that was all the drama that was happening there, which I'm sure you're very well aware of, Andrew. <laughs> you know, so you know, and it's interesting too because I think of like growing up, there was a lot of talk. Oh, there's separation of church and state. And that's because you're supposed to leave your your religious beliefs or your belief in God. You're supposed to leave it at the door and you're just supposed to. Um, and our founding fathers said nothing of the sort. And a lot of people reference, I believe it was Thomas Jefferson who said just separation of church and state. But it was, if it's wrong, people, please forgive me. You can just correct yourselves. Um, uh, but that actually wasn't to prevent people from using their belief in God. To inform how they vote or how they lead or how they, whatever it is, it was actually to prevent meddling from the federal government into. Uh, the church. And actually, it was not uncommon during that time, even during Thomas Jefferson's run as president to actually hold church services on the White House grounds. So there's a big misconception and people love to take that and like warp it. Oh, church and state. See, you're supposed to leave your beliefs at the door. I'm like, no, like there's absolutely nothing of the sort The church was found. Our country was founded on biblical beliefs uh, and uh, it, it shouldn't be any different today.
0: Yeah, you know, if you if you read the Const people don't read the Constitution. They don't care about it anymore. Right. Read the it, Constitution. Right. I always keep it next to me. It's like yeah, it's right down here. There's like a stack of books. It's right there. Exactly. You mind. read that. You read the 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 the, um, uh, the 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 very first. You know the. Uh, amendment and and you look at it it's actually the opposite of of separation it's actually saying church and state are the same you can do what you like as long as the government doesn't declare what religion you're going to be that's basically what it says right i don't know how they interpret this as a separate there really isn't it's the exact opposite if anything
1: yeah and i think too they also were obviously you can have the you know I guess the, the idea of religion gone mad, which is something that we saw. And I'm not bashing on any Catholics. Please forgive me. I'm not, but you know, we saw that in, in Europe, you know, hundreds of years ago now, uh, with you know, the Catholic Church holding authority over people and their selling of indulgences and you know, the whole idea of purgatory, which is very unbiblical, uh, you know, to oh, you can pay your way for your so that's another example of 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 the ch- The church being unchecked, I think that the whole separation of church and state thing was to make sure that those things stay separate, that one is not controlling the other. But that's not to say that, like I was saying earlier, that we um, that that you can't vote according to your beliefs and you can't wear your beliefs on your sleeve because you absolutely can. That's the beauty of America. So,
0: yeah. I, and like I said, it's exactly the opposite. I and mean, I, I hate to see that. I hate to see these things where the these Satanists are coming in all of a sudden. I never heard when I, I was growing up. The whole time I was growing up, I never even knew there was such a thing as Satanism. It's, and now all of a sudden, they're coming into every community, and the, yeah. the ACLU is backing them up, and, and 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 they're taking down you know cr- crosses off of, off of off of public properties. And
1: well, and even the anti-Semitism going on right the now, Semitism. and one lack of condemnation of anti-Semitic beliefs and. Uh, I know even over the weekend, or I think it was the end of last week, like one of the presidents of one of the big universities was asked to step down because she wouldn't condemn it. Um, So yeah, we're definitely seeing that right now. It's, 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 it's horrible.
0: Yeah, one of one of the most evil things, and maybe you can touch on this a little bit that I've I've been I've been doing some reading. If you look, you know, history repeats itself. It always does, unless unless you're smart enough to
1: unless you're not unless you're unless you're paying attention. It doesn't paying repeat attention. Itself. Yeah. You
0: look at the fall of Rome and look at what happened in the Roman cities, the, the the all the different Roman areas and regions. The first thing that happened is they started have having fighting in the streets and burning down of the of the statues. It, it fell it fell to pieces. Until you know the last—I forget what her name was—the last um, uh, she was a princess. at the That was the very last one in there, and everybody else left, and boom, and the whole thing fell apart. And then you know, then she retreated and went with the with the, the opposing forces that were taking over. But mm. I I don't see much left for America. I don't know if we can bring God back. What do you think we can we can all pitch in? And I mean, we're seeing God coming back a lot more now, which I think is great. Yeah, what uh, absolutely? Do you see that I in? Think, what do you think?
1: I think that God is putting. There's a, there's quite a few things happening right now, and you know, I interview a lot of people. Um, I know I talk to a lot of people who are in a lot, of, you know, a lot of different areas uh, of the country. And what I'm seeing is is an increased hunger to return number one to the simplicity of the gospel. Um, but on top of that, there is a there's a rise in home churches and there's a rise in re, re, small revivals that are contributing to a larger revival i think that there's a the, i noticed that there's maybe and i've done this too but there's a part of us that's like okay well we're expecting like one big giant revival but i think that it's going to be a lot of smaller things that are going to join together and all of a sudden we're going to realize this larger body of a revival not just not just in america but worldwide that's definitely what's happening right now um and so yes i would say i absolutely believe that. America can see a return. I think that it's important for us to not expect one particular outcome. What I'm more interested in and I know Steve would say the same is I'm more interested in being about God's business. You know, and and letting him turn this thing into because look, if I come up with my own idea and say say um you know millions of people we all come up with one idea and we go okay we're going to carry out this idea mm-hmm. if it is not god's idea i don't want any part of it right so for me i'm more interested in like okay god i want to be about your business what do you have for me to do what's the next step for me to do i want to do that and i want to let you be god and me be jeff you know and and me just my what you're after is my yes he's not demanding perfection from us but he's demanding our obedience, you know? And, and so, yeah, I would say that's what I become more interested. in. I think if we focus on being about, okay, what does God have for me? What's the next step for me to do and let God handle the bigger stuff? Cause it's too big for me. I don't know about you. I, I can't okay. shoulder the burden of like steering <laughs> the course of America on my own. Um, I, I think that's what I'm really feeling about burden too, and I'm seeing a lot of people kind of landing in that same boat of just like, "Hey, man, I gotta, I gotta do what God is, ha- God is asking me to do. I'm gonna be obedient to do that thing and just pursue it with everything I have." So, yeah. So, and and
0: it's funny you mention that too, because of course I'm an independent minister with a small church. I've had it for many, many uh-huh. years. I was just yeah. steered towards that after i lost god for the longest period of time that's a long story i won't get into it I've gone yeah. gone over on too many interviews but i had an issue with a with commercial church basically it was one you wouldn't yeah. think cause that kind of problem i was actually a quaker and they kind of just for for forsook me at, forsook, I guess they're forsaken. I was yeah, forsaken.
1: Forsook, Forsake forsook.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> after my, got after it. my parents died, and 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 then they just dropped me out and said, and why did why'd you drop me? They're so well you didn't pay your tithe. You don't do that. You Yeah.
1: Know. Yeah. But,
0: but anyway, so, I came yeah. to that. And the funny thing is that of, since the pandemic in particular, and I run I, I, I'm an author and I have actually run an author's booth at our at our county fair. Uh, and we have a lot of authors that come normally there's you know suspense and mysteries and all kinds of stuff you know who done and whatever mm-hmm. and the last three years in particular I've noticed that everyone that comes by says do you have anything anything biblical anything religious interesting and I hadn't seen that before and I've done this since 2016 and I've never seen that and there's just so many people from and it's just everybody it's just random you know there must be hundreds of them that come by and they're all asking well I, i'm just looking for religious stuff you know that it's inspirational things which i haven't seen and i just think that is just so cool that it's god a picture into
1: them. yeah it's a picture into people's hearts and, and what god is doing um in the hearts of people because i mean honestly you know i've talked to people who've either rededicated their lives to the Lord or got saved within the last two, three years, you know, basically starting in 2020 and then to now. And it's the same thing where they're like, I just saw what was happening in the world. And I just felt this desperation to call on God because it was something that's too big to like address myself and recognizing that only God can, can write this ship. Um, and, and that's the call to, to, to the world, honestly, to our country, sure. But to the world is, is God is the only person. There's no amount of man-made policy, structures, leadership that's going to fix something that only God can fix. And that's what God is demanding of us is our obedience, is submitting to him, submitting to his will, following him. That's what it's about.
0: You're absolutely right. And I, I had a, a a good friend of mine um, that called me one day and said, "Do you want to come to to our church?" And I, he would be, belong to I think it was a Methodist church or something. But no, this was they had created they left the left the Methodist church and created their own church. And they were running out of building somewhere in the area. And it was a brand and, and the very first day of that church, the very first day that they they had they had over sixty people attending, over sixty people on day one which was impressive. And I think the big thing is that the modern day commercial churches have become satanic. They've, they've fallen, they're fallen and, and against, against God's word. And people yeah, are certainly tired of quite, that.
1: There are quite a few. Yes.
0: You know, and, and I, 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 tell people when I'm out and when I'm out speaking or preaching, I tell people, they're like, well, what, what's, what's with the country? What's well, gone downhill? We can't do this. We can't do that. God's gone. And all this, what's well, not, You know, the number of abortions, the number of uh, the, the lack of concern for God's gifts. It's not the government's fault. It's your fault. It's your fault for not bringing your kids up, right? It's your fault for not talking to your neighbors and bringing up your neighbors, right? Taking them to church like my friend came to me, wanted to bring me to church. More people need to do that. And I think they're starting to see that.
1: Yeah, 100%. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Now what do we do about this ch- the whole church bit that I mean I haven't seen a single church there there are very few that that that, that are that are following God's word anymore they're just they're just total neglect and and, and lack of uh, concern Yeah
1: okay. yeah well yeah. uh I I would say it, it's important to analyze our hearts but like God is God is raising up a lot of home churches And that's not something that we should be fighting against. I think that it's important to understand the why behind why people are starting up home churches. But I mean, that's a very (laughs) book of acts type of setup is, is home churches is smaller groups of people. I mean, I'm sure you're well aware, but the larger the church, sometimes the harder, the easier it is to fall through the cracks. I think, you know, um, and I, that's something that uh, God is addressing now. And, but, yeah, I think that a lot of it though andrew to to what you're saying about a lot of churches uh not actually teaching biblical things to not actually teaching the bible um you know there's a lot of progressive ideals that have infiltrated into the church, and a lot of that is because of a need to be liked, and maybe they see. Again, this is talking about like man-made structures and policies to try and come up with a solution that only God can fix. You, I know that a lot of people that find themselves in progressive, maybe they're leading a, prof, uh, a progressive church, is uh, they saw the damage that maybe hyper-religious the the religious spirit has had on people, and that was their solution to go. Well, I love Jesus, but I don't want I don't want to do that. So they swing to the other side of the pendulum. And so then it's like very woke, very, um, you know, just lenient on what they allow. And then you start personal interpretation of verses. Well, in my opinion, this thing means this. And and I always tell people like that's where you get into dangerous waters when you start saying, well, in my opinion, I especially as it pertains to matters of salvation, it's very important to omit your opinion. There's much that the Bible is very clear on and how we're to conduct yourself. Um, and also matters of salvation. Bible is very clear on, and it's very important that we leave our opinion out of it and let the word speak for
0: itself. So, yeah. So, and you're absolutely right. And I, I, I came to kind of a different conclusion as to what's going on. And it started uh-huh in the Catholic church and then it drifted over, I think to Methodists, and it's been drifting to all the churches. I think that the church has fallen to the God of gold because they're so big and the things are so costly. You need a huge building. You need, you need all kinds of infrastructure to run these massive churches. And, you know, you know, where two or three are gathered together by name, you don't need all that. You just Uh don't need that kind of expense. And I think that God of gold, that, 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 is what's is what's killing the modern church because they they need all the people they can get even if they don't subscribe to the biblical beliefs which is absolutely absurd.
1: Sure, yeah, and I think that God is is re um realigning hearts to Himself and and uh, exposing motives and a- absolutely all of that. Um, you know, I definitely know of of several churches that do a lot of good that are larger that do a lot of good maybe not well known internationally or or nationally, definitely not, you know, but, um, you know, I, I, I want to leave the judgment of people's hearts up to God versus myself. But, um, yeah, I think that there are definitely, uh, plenty of churches that the love of money has overtaken and it's become an idol a hundred percent, or it's like, no, you don't need another building. No, you don't need this other thing. What you need to do is be the hands and feet of Jesus. And what that means yeah, we can get into that, you know, but, um, yeah, I, um, I think that's something that God is dealing with a lot. And that doesn't mean that God's going to tear down every single large church. I think some of them are going to go away. Absolutely. You know, but I think that God does want to repurpose some, okay. Your resources are actually going to be used for kingdom, kingdom projects, kingdom things, you know, cause, um, you know, it definitely, definitely need that. Something that I've learned in my life though, is that money, um, God, I mean, if the streets are paved with gold in heaven, I think God's got plenty of money that he can, he can supply, you know? And so that's something that I've definitely seen God's faithfulness is that, I, is that as I've stepped out in boldness, he's met me with
0: those financial needs for sure.
1: So, yeah.
0: So I guess, I guess the other big question is what I, one, one of the things that I have seen is the political split and political divide and it almost is like the Democratic Party is just trying to destroy. The Christianity and yeah. the Republican Party is so bent on promoting. I, I don't want to say promoting I'm so bent on incorporating that into their policy without concern for the others in the country. Yeah, that we're at the, the conservative party's losing a lot of elections. And people tell me they're like, well, you can't run on a compromised agenda. But by the same token, if you don't start somewhere, I mean, you can't jump one way to the left or the right. The left is winning because the right's just saying this is the way it's going to be. And that's it. Rather than saying, hey, you know, there's some maybe there's some evil people in this country. Maybe there's people that aren't Uh Christians, but they're still uh, 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 you know, they they still run under the Constitution, of the United States of America. Right. And I I see that as being a big issue. And there are some new some candidates coming out now and some groups that are going up against that to say, look, this is what we want. We may not get it, but this is what we want. This is what we can live with. Uh, and you still have to know that there's people in this country that aren't going to believe that way and yeah. and at least acknowledge them. But I I don't, I don't know where it's headed. It's getting more and more left, more and more destructive against religion and, and Christianity in particular and, and yeah. every day.
1: Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, I would say darkness is getting darker, but on the flip side of that, light is getting light, lighter, you know, and Um, I think if, if someone is looking for darkness, they're going to continue to see darkness. If you shift your gaze to starting to look, okay, God, I'm going to shift my focus. What are you doing? What are you doing? And how can I be a part of that? You're going to start seeing that show up, you know, cause it's like, if I'm just chasing shadows, I'm going to be, uh, you know, running the opposite direction of light anyways, you know? Um, and so I think that for me, I'm, I think as, especially, especially over the last couple of years, um, I would say that I'm becoming a lot more interested in just focusing. And on like, God, like, what are you doing? Cause I've been missing so much of it, you know? And I think too, you know, like, especially the mountain of government, I think there's a lot of people who are going, I put a lot of faith in other people to fulfill a mandate that I'm actually supposed to carry out. I'm actually supposed to run for office. I'm actually supposed to go into this mountain. And I've been putting all my eggs in the basket of other people doing something that I'm called to do. And so that's not just for government. I think that's for all mountains of society, education, arts and entertainment, media, all of that. Uh, It's definitely not... um, just relegated to the government. But yeah, I would say Satan's going to do what Satan's going to do. You know, um darkness is going to be dark, you know. Um and again, like kind of going back to that analogy of like the shadow is always cast the opposite side that the object the the source of light is going to. And if I'm just focused on my shadow and following my shadow, I'm actually going to be moving further and further and further away from light. And focusing in on darkness and um and so yeah i've just definitely become more of that and doesn't mean you're blind to darkness of course like i think i think it's really important to be aware of what satan is doing he's our he's our adversary you know i think it's really important if you're in uh if you're in a state of war which we're in a spiritual battle to be mindful of what the enemy is doing that's how you know to fight against them um so yeah
0: now, I like, I like that you mentioned the battle because there's a difference between a battle and a war. You fight yeah. battles to battles, plural, to win a war. And uh-huh. what we're trying to do now that's not working, like we had a fellow running for governor, Doug Mastriano, I don't know if that name rings a bell. it was national news. Uh-uh. Yeah. Well, he's, a, he was a totally, I mean, he was, a, I believe everything he said. And I told him he was going to lose. He won the, he won the, the Republican primary with 90% of the vote over four or five other candidates and he lost the general election, he only got 20% in a general election because he tried to win the war rather uh, than the battle. Yeah, that's a good point. And that's the big thing. I, I ran for Congress a couple of times. I'm gonna probably run again this year. I may actually have a chance to win this time. Awesome. Yeah, and I, and I, 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 didn't, know how, I didn't know what to expect. I got a lot of votes. I, I started by going to Christian churches and, 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 people, and kind of preaching to them and doing my, my, uh, my political speeches. And i told uh-huh. him i said look you got a choice folks i said you know you got to think of you got to think of all the people of this country i said you if do you want to win that do you want to promote you know god's ultimate destiny what it should be and 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 lose an election to someone who is, is a heinous atheist or, or a muslim or who i mean who knows what non-christian because you weren't willing to listen to the people I said, you need to look at, you know, at at the big picture. The big picture is that there's 350 some million people in this country. And only about half of those are Christian right now. And half of those Christians or more aren't real Christians. So you need to take baby steps. You need to get in there and say, look, this is what I believe. However, there's other people in this world. You need to acknowledge those other people. And sometimes you've got to make a compromise, even though you don't want to. As a baby step, you can't jump right into the pool and if it's 120 degrees out and the water's 120, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna go you're gonna die. You know? Yeah. You can't just jump yeah. into that not knowing if the water is gonna to- tolerate that. You gotta win the election first and then get in there and do something. But if you can't win the election like yeah. Doug Mastriano, then you're not doing anybody any good.
1: Yeah, and I do think that it's really important too to be up front with I mean Jesus said People are going to hate you because of me. So if G if if that is an inevitability, we need to embrace it. Right. You know? And um that's something that I've been really, really uh holding on to for quite a few years now. It's just like it's best to be upfront right away, not go, well, I'm gonna be low key and I'm gonna uh, you know, work my way in. Maybe, maybe God asks you to do that. Maybe, right. you know, but there's been a lot of that, and as a result, I think that we've We've had a part to play in this kind of anti-Christian bias towards the left in all avenues of society, education, and definitely in the arts and entertainment, and definitely in the media, and definitely in government, where people on the left can say really extreme things, nobody really bats an eye. But someone on the right says something they deem extreme and it makes national news and look how ridiculous and stupid this person is. And can you believe that? And, and um, you know, people lose their jobs because they're Christian or, or whatever, um, you know, or discriminated against because they're Christian. And I think the best course of action to that is to speak up. And sometimes that does mean being the only person that's speaking up mm-hmm. for biblical values. But that's how we change that. That's how these things change. And, and it becomes look, I, I have plenty of friends that aren't Christian. I have plenty of friends who disagree and who are very left-leaning. Um, they're not people I hang out with all the time, but I would consider them acquaintances or friends. And and I do think that it's important as we pursue this to realize that to not lose the to not let Ourselves get into the place of losing the other person's, the opposing party's humanity. But these are people that God loves and that He does want to draw them back to Himself. And that even like I can have civil disagreements with people all the time and hang out with them the next day and not be like, oh, I don't want anything to do with that person anymore. Because I value that person's humanity and who God created them to be and that He desires them to be in communion with Him. And I will not let a disagreement sever that relationship with that person. Um, You know, and I think that that's uh, what's led to a healthy marriage with myself, but that's also led to healthy relationships. And I think that that's like um, that. I think that's another really important thing is, is not being like, Oh, that person. Oh gosh, I can't stand that person. Look, I'm, I'm challenged with that too, especially with a lot of uh, the politicians that like to take to social media and say really extreme things. I'm challenged in this as well. But it doesn't remove the reality that like I, I don't want to lose that person's humanity of like, okay, uh AOC, for example, and Anastasia Ocasio-Cortez, famous uh politician who said a lot of crazy things. I don't want to lose her humanity in my mind of like, this is my my enemy is her. No, your enemy is Satan. And yes, he's used the left to to push an agenda that's satanic. Absolutely. But God loves AOC, and God desires AOC to be in communion with Him, and that's what I want to partner with, not with. Yeah, anyways, you get the idea.
0: Yeah, and 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 it's the easier thing easier said like, than done, though I think. <laughs> right, right, and 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 the big thing is, you know, as human beings in general, ninety percent of what we want and what we aspire to is the same for no matter what religious religion you are or what political party yeah, you are yeah what I, what I what i do on a campaign trail what we're politicians should do is to go out and touch on on the things that we have in common that we can agree on because believe it or not we're very close you look at the first amendment you want freedom of religion and then, you know and that and well you could have your religion I can, you know you could be an atheist if you want that that's your prerogative work backwards though. work like with health care everybody says oh they don't want this health care that health care work backwards and say look i would rather have a bad healthcare system that i can that i can afford than a great one that i can't afford you know and 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 when you work backwards and you they'll say wow you sound like a democrat no i sound like a human being i don't want to die i don't want to die because i can't go to Uh a hospital
1: right yeah well there's room room for improvement if you can establish healthcare that people can afford
0: right right. uh there's room for improvement we can all agree on that see that's that's where you start to bring people back into the fold you know, and yep, if you make good, friends man. with them at that level, the last thing on the agenda is religion. And you can, then you can bring it up, bring up the religious part. And I tell them right, right off the bat, you know, I, I, I talk to Democrats, I, I speak with them, and they love me. I get standing ovation from Democrats. You know, I'll, I'll get yeah, up there, and, and, I'll, and the first thing I'll say is, look, I'm going to tell you right off the bat, I'm a conservative, God loving, God fearing Christian. I've been that way all along. I've got my own ministry, and I believe in Jesus. I said, and that's, I, that's who I am. But now as my beliefs aside from that are exactly what you want. You want to have a safe environment. You want to be have access to health care. You don't want to get shot by some crazy maniac. I mean, I don't care what you say about the Second Amendment. That's irrelevant. The point is, it's not the it's not the guns, it's the people. But you've got to you got to work that backwards. Because nobody uh-huh. wants to get shot by some crazy nut, right? So you've got yeah. you've got to bring that discussion backwards. And the same with religion. Yeah. You've got to bring that backwards from the bottom up. You know that you You need to believe in something if you don't have god to believe in then you're on your own and you know we're not we're not we've proven ourselves to not be able to <laughs> to command our own future we, yeah yeah <laughs> we need someone above us that, that says look if you don't then then All this right. and to be able to and and to set yeah. the rules and the stage and somebody that we want to go and be with when when we move on to the next uh, uh you know environment that we after we pass that's what I, the way yeah. i believe it
1: yeah no absolutely man absolutely
0: so it's you know you keep, we, we we are not capable of controlling ourselves and we've proven that oh time and time again the romans proved that <laughs>
1: yeah every civilization has proved that every civilization
0: definitely. and i just left said, to we- our own devices not so good not Not so good, and I hope that yeah. we, we change and we can change there's a lot of good going yeah. on right now there's a lot of great programs, a lot of great individuals that are that are leading the yeah. charge um, yeah. but you know it's a path forward I don't know what the big path is. how do we bring in new people to the to Christianity bring them back that's what I've been tri- striving for and it's it's
1: yeah well i you know Andrew, part of it is is really just authenticity and honesty, you know, and I think that there's been a lot of pressure, unnecessary pressure that the church has put on ourselves to have all the answers and to be perfect and all that. I'll be the first to tell people I don't have all the answers. I'll be the first to tell people I am far from perfect. I don't, I, I, I make a point to try not to be, that doesn't mean I'm not allowing myself to be conformed to Christ's image. A hundred percent, 110%. But uh, God does not desire, like I said earlier, God does not desire perfection from us. He is, at, he is calling for, uh, for for obedience from us, not perfection, obedience. And I think that that's the whatever whatever it, that is, whatever the next step is for you in your walk with the Lord to be obedient to that. But I think in, in regards to how do we bring more people in, I think that it is just not insisting our own way, but submitting to God's way. And that is going to yield very good fruit if you have the whole of the body of christ submitting to god's will and not our own and whatever that is andrew i want you to start a cupcake stand in such and such train station you're like that is the weirdest thing i've ever heard but i really feel the lord on this okay i'm gonna go for it who are you to say no that's that's not gonna work like if if the lord is actually asking you to do something be obedient to that and i think yeah, just being real with people and you know, authentic, I think, especially with a lot of young people, they felt a lack of sincerity within a lot of the church. And I think that that's part of it too, is just like, if you're having a hard time, admit you have a hard time with something and not be like, no, that's not, you know, I, I found that being just transparent with people and even just like, I'm a big advocate of, like when I started at When I started doing my own show, Elijah Fire, I really felt like the Lord was like, I want you to share the good and the bad with people because I've learned more, Andrew, from my mistakes than I have from my successes. My successes are the fruit of my mistakes a lot of times, you know, like, you know, failing at something a hundred times, the hundred and one time was that the (laughs) success, but it was because I failed a hundred, a hundred times that made that 101th time or 101st time successful It was because of those hundred failures. So for me, it's been absolutely instrumental in, in sharing stuff that sometimes is uncomfortable. I'm like, oh man, God, you want me to share this right now? Okay. <laughs> you know, and then someone writes me and is like, Jeff, that was exactly what I needed to hear. I'm going through the exact same situation and you brought so much hope to me because I was feeling so much despair. And I'm like, gosh, God, even the garbage, even the stuff that I think is unimportant, you're using. And I think that it's carrying out with that approach. Um, And you could start small, you know, it's like, maybe there's people in your life, maybe coworkers that you're, you know, like uh, being a little bit more real and honest with them. And, um, and and God's going to show you how to conduct yourself in a godly manner while still allowing yourself to be transparent and showing some of those things and, and. Um, I think that that's what the people, people need to see. I mean, those are my friends, honestly, it's just people that are very honest and real, but, but God is using in mighty ways um, because of that transparency and vulnerability.
0: And, you know, I think one of the, one of the, one of the big things as well is to, I don't want to say teach, but to show and, and, to, and to have a discussion, especially with people that, that are atheists. atheists are the toughest I've dealt with a lot of them. Um, we oh, have sure. a, a big court issue up here. And I was talking to some of them. I said, look, I said, you don't believe in God, right? I said, yeah, well, let me talk to you about God. Because, you know, the, the, the biggest thing that happened is that we killed Genesis. Everybody got, everybody, in fact, I get I got so mad. I go to this county fair where I have this author booth. And mm-hmm. the Gideons are out there handing out New Testaments. And I walk up to them there too. would you like a Bible? I said, where's the rest of it? Literally, I mean, where's the rest of it? If you're going to hand me a Bible, hand me both parts, because without the without Genesis, without the first five books of Moses, we don't have Jesus. We don't have anything yeah. without that. And they look at me like, you know, you're right. The Gideons are, yeah, you know, you're right. I said, well, print the whole frigging thing and give it to people. You know, what's, a, you know, yeah. that's that's what the story is about. Because without Genesis, you don't. There's no need for God. God created. Yeah. No, God didn't create. Yeah. Darwin created. Darwin. Darwin. Yeah. Came from the apes who came from rock you can't it's not even mm-hmm. possible you can't the scientists admit you can't come from rock because it would take 13 14 times the the entire universe just to create right. one cell randomly from rock I mean yeah. it, it's been proven a,
1: a world populated with such diverse life in living right. conditions yeah right
0: I, I mean everything you got an eye you got a mouth why would what sequence do we are what did we form in you know yeah, we, you don't need eyes. You don't need a nose. You don't need to speak a you, you, little amoeba can sit on the ground without any of that. Why Why did that suddenly create? Why did we come out and become people? Well, no, we didn't. We were created. You know, you, you got to follow that and say, look, Darwin doesn't work. Science doesn't work. You know, oh, it's the Big Bang. Boom. Well, you came out of all this little tiny pinhole, this big boom. Everything just exploded out of, and then bang, there it was. Like, well, where did all that stuff come from? The size of a pinhole? A different universe? Yeah. Where was it before that? Where's it going after that? If you can't explain that to me, I'd rather say that God created. And people listen yeah, that. To-
1: well, and I think, and the common ground with that is like science, which is ever-changing. Uh, science says that we came from a singular point of origin. Well, the Bible teaches that as well. Right. In Genesis. Exactly. So that's a, that is already right there. There's a point of common ground. And um, I just think that also, like as we engage in these conversations, number Mm -hmm. one, not being intimidated by a question, a hard question. um, And and even saying, man, it honestly goes a long way to say, I don't know. I'm going to get back to you on that. Right. Um, You know, and that's, You'd be amazed at how much respect you can gain just by saying, I don't know, because Christians, unfortunately, have a stigma of a negative stigma of uh, huffing and puffing and getting intimidated by something and and uh, trying to subdue questions like that or coming up with a quick answer because you feel intimidated because you don't know or self-conscious because you don't know Uh, the likelihood of you not knowing something whatever it is is insanely high oh yeah and that's even in matters of god we're on a lifelong journey to understand an uncreated infinite being
0: there's no possible way you could know everything about him so and and yeah and you know a lot of the questioning now is, well there's contradictions in the bible and there's um Mm -hmm. uh pieces missing and 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 you know the catholic religion picked the books they wanted and threw the rest out well it's all it's all god's selection and 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 it's the basic book uh, primarily the old testament is is a lesson for life it's a life lesson basically and then of course we go through the whole procedure and then we we get evil in god's eyes and and, and, and everything starts there and then jesus has to forgive us at the end so it all makes uh-huh. sense but people don't want to see that they want to see it as being it's incorruptible but it's actually only god can change that you know god says you man can't change the words but if god changes them that's a different story i mean we don't we don't know because think you know a lot of a lot of this the um how can i word this a lot of the the way the world works in order for us to understand it uh, we had, it's a little bit different, and you know, the, I think the English translation of the Bible was one of the one of the wasn't done very well. It was done with a lot of uh, uh, misconceptions of the original Hebrew and Aramaic. But was it God's path? What do you think?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, it it's there, and and look what happened as a result. You know, it's like even even in the midst of so, like the King James Bible, for example. Uh, you know. King James changed so, like the original I think Hebrew's Jacob but with Jacob and he changed it to James cuz he was a king and I guess mildly narcissistic <laughs> but look God still used it God still God still used that even though man tried to meddle with it, which I think is not an encouragement to meddle with scripture, Mm -hmm. but it is a lesson in that God will fulfill his purposes and no effort from man is going to stop it, you know, and no tainting of any scripture from man is going to stop it. Um, God's word will
0: prevail. And it's really, it's really pretty cool too. What I've noticed is that, you know, a lot of the, when you see some of these changes, and you know, there's different versions. I think the James Moffat probably is the closest uh, to original scriptures. But you know, as far as I, I like the James Moffat version. But when you look at any of them, when one word is changed or one paragraph or one chapter is changed, the other adjacent chapters and words seem to fill the fill the gap and actually work with that change. That's what I've yeah, noticed anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah if no, think I think that's it.
1: a great that's a great point. Yeah. I mean, the word is the word of God is living and powerful, sharper than any double double edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It's it's powerful. And, and I mean, even Jesus said in John, my words are spirit, you know, so. um God's word is going to prevail, and and no efforts from man throughout it, the dawn of man to squander and squash and suppress God's word has been successful at all. So,
0: and and there's so much in there. It's like, oh, we need to have uh, uh, an equal rights amendment. Oh, the women need need an equal rights amendment. Well, if you got the First Amendment, and you got the you know. You, you have the Bible. The Bible tells you right there in Genesis that we're equal. I mean, it's, it's right yeah. there. You just have to, you could take the wording right from the Bible. Mm-hmm. In, in his image, he created man, in his, in his image, he created woman. I mean, yeah. there's your equality right there, you know? And uh-huh. and there's just so much. I mean, the Bible could be almost used as a constitution for, for a country. That's how, that's how, Well, great in a
1: way, I mean, it definitely was used as the template. That's for sure. Right. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. So, so Jeff, what what else could you, what else can you tell us about your what what you're doing and what your, what your upcoming um, uh, uh, shows are going to be about and 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 and, and when they are again? You said it's five yeah, days. Yeah. Little...
1: So yeah. So um. So we've got Elijah Streams and Elijah Fire. Elijah Streams is at eleven a.m. Pacific, 12, 2 p.m. eleven a.m. Pacific two p.m. Eastern time, Monday through Friday on Rumble and the elijah streams facebook and elijahstreams.com and then elijah fire is 2 p.m. pacific time 5 p.m. eastern time 5 days a week as well. And so for me it's more about like really encouraging people to pursue God for themselves to to I mean he's speaking to all of us and rather than putting all of our hope in one there's a difference between old testament prophet new testament prophet Old Testament prophet, the mouthpiece of God, hang on every word they say, it's going to come to pass. Like, And we see throughout the whole of the Old Testament, disobedience to what a a prophet had instructed because of the Lord resulted in death and other unfortunate uh, outcomes. Now we're in the New Covenant. And God is, yes, there are still prophets today. We see, I mean, they watch Elijah streams, you'll see plenty of them. And actually, even on Elijah Fire, I have plenty of 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 modern day prophets on. Uh, but God is speaking to everybody, and we have the Holy Spirit. God is speaking to everybody. And so it's important to know what God is speaking to you. And that's really my my heart right now, I'm doing a teaching series. We do teaching series in addition to our regular shows. So teaching series will be a more focused subject. Um, and I'll bring on someone uh, for a couple of consecutive weeks, as little as two weeks and as many as four or five uh, to talk on a specific topic in a more uh, focused energy. and um, and so right now we're going through. Uh, it's called discerning prophecy. And it's about, as we enter into 2024, I really felt the Lord. Okay. Your last teaching series of the year, um, uh, for 2023 is focusing in on prophecy. And so we've got James Gall who's very well known in a lot of circles. Um, he's a really gifted teacher. Uh, he's been around for many, 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 many years. Uh, he ran with Bob Jones and other, other prophets, um, And uh, and so we've been going through on how to operate in the gift of discernment, how to operate in the gift of prophecy. Uh, Scripture says, Paul encourages us desire all gifts, especially the gift of prophecy. So if Paul is making, he devotes a whole passage of scripture and he talks about other places in the new Testament as well about the, how essential prophecy is. Well, all of us should be taking heed. And I grew up in a denomination that didn't want anything to do with prophecy. So um, it's been inter- really interesting to see how the Lord has directed me into this, but I now have a curiosity, but also um, a burden to encourage other people to really address prophecy and and, and look at it. And it doesn't mean take every single word and gobble every single word up. That's why we need discernment. The Bible says test everything. So um, it, but. I definitely have a, a burden to really encourage people in this. And so that's what we're kind of focusing in on the last, the last portion of the year is really just going, okay, yeah, obviously we're bringing in people to give their 2024 words and talking about what the Lord has been showing them about this upcoming year. But also, hey, this is how you you, you operate in discernment. This is how God speaks. This is how you get a prophetic word. This is how you receive uh, how you deliver a prophetic word this is the correct heart posture we should have towards a prophetic word when we hear one all that stuff is covered in this teaching series um and so yeah that's every wednesday uh in december 2 p.m pacific time 5 p.m eastern time but yeah we talk about a lot of different stuff uh on elijah fire as well so very very exciting
0: uh, you're very exciting and a very very busy individual. Uh, yes, we, we, we pray you keep doing your great work. And my thank my you, my you. my uh, final comment, and you can re- rebut. But my final comment is that just get out there and follow the path that God gives you. I've done that all my life, and I've never been Be let bold. Down Never let them, no matter how stupid it seems or how crazy it seems, you can That's the good ones. Those are the good ones, Andrew. Uh, I know. I follow (laughs) that path. (laughs) I've always succeeded. Jeff, Jeff Tharp, Elijah Fire. It's been a pleasure. Uh, Always welcome back, of course. And uh, and thanks again for coming on our show.
1: Absolutely. It was a pleasure, Andrew. Thank you for having me.
0: All right. God bless. We'll see you in the future uh, show, hopefully. Take care. Yeah,
1: absolutely.